Blog Talk Radio. Don't touch me. I'll beat your brains out. You believe in miracles? Yes! I mean, you can take a knee and try a 56-yard field goal. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. Let's get ready to rumble. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Gypsy. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Down goes Fraser. Down goes Fraser. I think that the NFL knows what Randy Moss has done with marijuana, and I think the NFL knows what Randy Moss does with marijuana. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Me too. Good morning, and thank you for joining me. Top of the morning. Those of you already on Facebook Live, the millions obviously listening around the world on Blog Talk Radio, live from Hollywood, California. This is Tough Love. I am Alistair Conrath. Hopefully you guys are having a good night. Uh, <laughs> I'm Russian, uh, not literally, but I just got back from a open mic, um, comedy open mic. Uh, for those of you who know, I do stand-up comedy. Uh, and, uh, you know, those are these are the nights that make you want to keep doing it. <laughs> such a good set. Such a good room. Uh, man, it was fun. Damn it. Seriously, that was such a good time. Hopefully, all of you are having a great night. Uh, it's, uh, you know, rock and roll. Those of you uh, in Minnesota who are tuning in, Good for you. Uh, I appreciate it. As you guys know, I know it's 1030 back home. Uh, for me, that's my bedtime. So um, either way, uh, I'm, I want to chat, do a recap on the insanity that was last night's Rams-Chiefs game, uh, along with uh, kind of recapping the Vikings' loss at Chicago on Sunday night. Uh, so let's get to it. Um, as far as that Rams and Chiefs game last night. I mean, if there ever was, and I should preface this because most of you who watch know that I am very defensive minded when it comes to, well, everything, but sports, especially, uh, and more than anything in football. Like I love a Ravens Steelers game from the mid two thousands. I loved it. You know, I, I just, what I am, but to see that game last night, there's a difference between two teams playing. And I, you know, I mean, I think of like Texas tech in, you know, or in college football, um, you know, Hawaii teams that are 100% offense, no defense, zero, um, you know, and last night as crazy as it is to think that a 54 51 game could have any defense whatsoever seems stupid, right? But I mean, I, I'm almost certain there was 28 points off of turnovers last night, three defensive 
touchdowns, and I want to say maybe one or two that more turnovers that they, they scored off of. I want to say Mahomes had four or five turnovers himself, which somewhat tarnishes the incredible game that he had. Uh, but I know Jared Goff had two interceptions himself, um, and uh, I don't necessarily know the defensive touchdown that um, the Chiefs had, if they counted that as a fumble or if they actually said that was an interception. I'm going to look it up, actually, because I don't recall. Uh, let me see here. Oh, they, it was a fumble return. All right, so a fumble return for a touchdown and interception return for a touchdown and a fumble return for a touchdown. Uh, so, you know, I mean, three defensive touchdowns and, like I say, two others that were caused off turnover. So to see the score be 54-51, you're just like, oh, this was Texas Tech and, you know, Washington State. But it wasn't. It was – there was real defense <laughs> – as crazy as it is to say, there's real defense being played last night. The end result just doesn't make it seem that way. There was 35 points scored in the fourth quarter alone. I mean, it was it was a remarkable, fun game to to watch. And I will say, I uh, I will you know I will be sad for a while knowing that actually Jared Goff didn't throw a pick. I apologize. There must've been two fumbles, but I'm in Los Angeles. I should have been at that game last night. I could have easily went and scalped a ticket and, and been at this game because, you know, this reminds me of back in the day when my friends and I, for a five year stretch, we went to a different football stadium every year. One of those years was Kansas City. We went to Arrowhead, and I want to say it was either, I think it was 2004, but Indianapolis was at the Chiefs. So you got Peyton Manning, Edrian James, Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, you know, Trent Green, Tony Gonzalez, Priest Holmes. It was 45 to 35, the Chiefs won, and one of the most, awesome memories that I'll ever have, especially my buddy, dude, <laughs> hammered, hammered up. And we were about 10 rows from the top of the stadium at Arrowhead. Second half, dude was gone, just gonzo. And he was up at the top of the, at, of the second deck, the last row, <laughs> smoking heaters with other people up there. I mean, it was a scene along with the tailgate in Kansas City, which is unbelievable because they share a parking lot with Kauffman Stadium in uh, uh, the baseball team, the Royals. And so the, the parking lot is massive, right? It's huge. And, the, you know, the, it's just such a great pregame tailgate scene in Kansas City. But that game reminds me of last night, and that is why – I, I'm so disappointed in myself for not going and being able to see Mahomes and Kareem Hunt and Tyreek Hill and Gurley and, and Cooks and everybody um, and Aaron Donald. 
I mean, it's, it is what it is. I had a great seat on my couch. Yet at the same time, you know, I, it's an it's a empty feeling knowing that I'm 10 miles from that stadium and could have easily gone and scalped a ticket. Um, I mean, just an incredible game. Almost 1,000 yards of passing alone. Goff went crazy. Mahomes went crazy. Although, I will say Mahomes had, you know, unfortunately, a, a couple bad interceptions, um, you know, that helped out the Rams, obviously, one of which was an, a pick six. Uh, and the other one set up the Rams close to score another one. Uh, I mentioned how the defense, I mean, there was eight sacks in the game last night. Like I say, it's not as though there wasn't defense being played. It's just with these offenses, it's so hard. It's so hard to, to keep them from scoring. You know, I mean, it's not as though you're going to keep these teams to 14 points. Like Minnesota went to the Rams on a short week after getting embarrassed at home by Buffalo and ended up, uh, I think, giving up 31 to the Rams, which compared to 54, that's a success. And the Vikings actually had an opportunity to win that game, uh, you know, and, and fell short. But, uh, you know, I mean, it, it, it's very rare, you know, in all of sports especially boxing, because I'm such a fan, where you have what you think is going to be a great game or boxing match or whatever. And, it, you know, the, the, the buildup to it is insane. And, you know, more times than not, it lets you down, you know, especially in boxing. And my friends rip on me all the time because I'm always like, you guys got to see this fight. You got to see this fight. And then it ends up being a turd. And, you know, they rip on me. Last night's game, I, I mean, it's hard to say went above and beyond the, but it feels as though it did. It was insane. Over 100 points, 105 points, over 1,000 yards of total offense. I, I mean, it really was amazing. Obviously, there wasn't a lot of running uh, by the running backs that was, that was done. You know, Todd Gurley, that kind of was a surprise to me. Uh, you know, I mean, they win, so it doesn't necessarily matter. But if they lost, I have a feeling Todd Gurley only getting 12 carries would have been a topic. And, uh, you know, for the Rams, you know, both teams, honestly, Kareem Hunt only had 14. Um, you know, but the, it seemed as though the Chiefs, you know, until the end, were behind. Not by a lot, but, you know, if anybody was going to abandon the run last night, it would have been Kansas City. And for the Rams to just keep going. And I will say this. You know, I love Sean McVay. Great young mind. 32 years old. I mean, it's just, it's incredible. It's just so incredible. But his, his time management at the end and his aggressiveness was almost a detriment because they ended up, you know, not making the Chiefs use all their timeouts, giving the ball back to the Chiefs with basically still left in the game or, you know, like 50-something seconds. Um, 
with the Chiefs and a timeout is basically eternity. Um, you know, Mahomes ended up tossing a pick, uh, which basically saved McVay from an ass chewing, uh, uh, a media ass chewing, because that's what would have happened. There's no doubt if they would have ended up losing that game, if Kansas City went down, won that game because the Rams and McVay didn't do what they could to, to make the Chiefs use all their timeouts, run that clock down. You know, McVay would have been ridiculed. You know, it's amazing. You score 51 points. Just think about this. You score 30 points. You should win the football game. If you score 50, <laughs> if you score 51 and lose, I mean, again, it's just incredible. The defenses actually, believe it or not, did show up. But even so, to score 51 and lose, I know just seeing the interviews after the game and, you know, on the field, in the locker room, you know, it, they're, they act as though it's not a big loss. And you know what? I mean, I'm taking them for their word. And, you know, they're going into bye week. And, you know, to lose, you know, this way, it probably isn't. If you lost 54 to 10, yeah, obviously you got to look in the mirror. So, it's just funny. You score 51 points. It's never happened. It's never happened in the history of the NFL that you score 51 points and lose. There's never been a time in the history of the NFL that both teams scored 51. Uh, so it's just an incredible game last night. I hope everybody appreciated what they watched. And myself, more than anybody, would sit and generally rip the shit out of a game like this because there were, you know, of the final score and it would seem that there wasn't much defense played. But, you know, I mean, again, three defensive touchdowns, two more, two more touchdowns scored off of turnovers, um, you know, along with eight sacks. It wasn't a gimme for either offense. It just seems that way from the score. Um, I mean, just, wow, amazing, amazing. Uh, again, I should have been there. Oh, man, I should have been there. But it is what it is. Uh, as always, if anybody has anything to say, please call in 213-943-3423. Again, 213-943-3423. Uh, moving on, being that I'm already halfway gone, good thing I didn't set this at 15 minutes. Um, Vikings, Bears, um, you know, I, I'll be honest with you. I'm not shocked that the Vikings lost. Um, you know, I mean, it's, I, I expected them to win. I'll be honest with you. I did. But I will say this. A couple things. I grew up, you know, in the 80s and 90s, 80s especially, Mike Tyson. And Mike Tyson always had his opponent beat before getting into the ring. Like they, you could see the shit streak down their leg climbing into the ring because they were terrified. They knew they were going to get the shit kicked out of them. There is actually a couple phantom punches that Mike threw that the dudes were like, I'm just going down. <laughs> I'm going down. I'm not taking this. I'm going down. And that is what seemed it looked like on Sunday night with the Vikings a little bit in the sense that 
the offensive line and Kirk Cousins were gun-shy, almost to the point of being scared, simply for the fact they knew what the Bears were going to bring even before the game started. And, I mean, the offensive line got worked, in my opinion, and, you know, didn't give Kurt a lot of time. And I'm not giving Kurt a flyer on this whatsoever. That was pathetic. That was a that was honestly a really, really bad game by Kirk Cousins. Um, you know, statistics say he went thirty of forty six, but you know, only two hundred and sixty two yards, so under ten yards of uh completion, which, you know, I mean for the offense that it had been doing, not so good. Obviously Stephon Diggs played really well. But when it comes down to it, and let me bring up my notes on this, you know, there are certain things that Again, if you're just intimidated, oh, I guess you should, you know, just not even show up. Um, but that's, to me, a Mike Zimmer problem. And I like Mike Zimmer. But that game at Buffalo, and I bring it up every week because I truly believe that showed his one fault. And who knows, maybe he has more than that. But the fact that you got railroaded at home by, at the time, the worst team in the league, and they probably still are, you know, and not not just like lost by a last-second field goal, but got shithoused at home by an inferior team. It, it just, it's hard for me not to think that Mike Zimmer has a hard time his guys up for the game. And it it just looked that way on Sunday night in the sense that, again, offensively, you just you were intimidated. And, you know, I said on Sunday morning, the, 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 the pregame show, that the, the best way to neutralize somebody like Khalil Mack is to run directly at him. Not a sweep. Don't go out wide and go lateral because that defense has speed to neutralize that run at him. The, the bears, I mean, there's three down linemen and then you just have Khalil Mack standing up, standing there. And you're telling me you just can't run directly at him one time, you know, just to see, continue to do that, make him work every single. And they didn't do that. Not one time not one effing time did they just run directly at Khalil Mack it's 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 baffling to me make that guy work he's not the biggest dude on the block he's he's insane athletically and a just a man child but you know if you're running at him with a dude who's 320 pounds you're gonna wear him out he's 260 that's 60 pounds you know, I mean, just run the ball. And the saddest part, the Vikings carried the ball 14 times compared to the Bears who ran it 39 times. You know, the Vikings had 22 yards running the football. And that's just, that's inexcusable on every front. And you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll fault uh, DeFilippo. The offensive coordinator, too. Like, 
There are people, just like Sean McVay last night in that game, you're so in your own head about passing and, and passing and being aggressive. There are times where you have to scale it back. David, Danielle, mwah. you have to scale it back and just get to some old school football. Run it at his punk ass and, and see what happens. You know, I mean, granted, they've got a formidable D-line and a formidable front seven, but God damn it, you have to try. You have to try and, and instill your will. But again, like I say, it looked as though from the beginning that the Vikings offense was scared. They were intimidated by what the Bears defense, Khalil Mack and company brought. I, I got to tell you, Akeem Hicks, Holy shit, Akeem Hicks is a beast. I didn't realize he was that big. I mean, I don't know like what his measurables are. I should look that up real quick. 6'5", 332. I mean, obviously, he is massive, but he, he made our offensive line guys look small. Just like small. And he was a game wrecker. Obviously, Khalil Mack, you know, did his thing. Leonard Floyd did his thing. Um, you know, but it's I, I'm disappointed, again, at the lack of aggressiveness in the run. That's it. You know, I mean, I, again, they lost. It didn't, whatever, you know, it's not as though that's a, a huge shocker. I have a feeling the last game of the season is, you know, I mean, if it's still something to play for and the Bears go to Minnesota, I truly believe the Vikings will win that game in Minnesota. I, I really do. And, uh, you know, not being a homer because you guys know I don't do that. I just think, you know, again, it was such a mental football in general, sports in Everybody, and I've said this a million times, but everybody has the same measurables when it comes to pro sports. And it, all of a sudden, it becomes a mental game. And mentally, it, you know, the Vikings were, they, they didn't step up to the challenge. They, they didn't, like, you know, think of themselves on equal level uh and that's disappointing it was uncharacteristic defensively um you know in the second half they played a lot better the vikings did um you know the first half it seemed as though the bears were getting five years for for a little stretch it just seemed as though the, the bears were running it up the middle five yards a clip i gotta say i didn't hear linval joseph's name at all Sheldon Richardson. I don't necessarily think I heard him too much at all. Um, looking at the stat sheet, they had three tackles combined. Um, that's, you know, I mean, it's not going to cut it. One tackle for loss. Uh, you know, and as far as the, uh, the Bears go, you know, they had 10 tackles for loss, seven pass deflections. You know, I, I, I admit Cousins is better than Keenum. There's, I don't think that's a question. I have a hard time. You know, Drew Brees is barely six foot. 
and he rarely has a pass knocked down at the line of scrimmage. Rarely. Kirk Cousins, I mean, it's, it is so common to see Kirk Cousins have a pass knocked down at the line. It's the equivalent of watching Joe Maurer ground out to second. It's just, it's all the time. And I just don't understand. It's not as though Kirk Cousins isn't tall. The guy's 6'3 all day long. And he, you know, granted, the, the D linemen are, you know, tall and they get their hands up. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not comparing Drew Brees and Kirk Cousins. Obviously, Drew Brees is Hall of Famer. But he's doing something that Kirk Cousins obviously isn't doing. He's seeing the lane better. He's anticipating the throw better. Obviously doing something different that Kirk isn't. And, and Cousins needs to be able to fix that along with his, you know, turnovers and fumbles and stuff like that. Again, he is better than Keenum. There's no doubt about it. But he just, he played scared. The I mean, Holy Hannah, the two interceptions that he had. Uh, you know, I mean, they were right to the guy. They were literally, they were right to the guy. I could have probably got a touchdown off of it. It just, or at least caught it. Uh, you know, I mean, it's, it, it's unfortunate. Again, I, it is what it is. I'm not going to lose sleep over them losing to Chicago. I, I, Chicago, it would not surprise me. And this is the craziest part about the NFC. Granted, right now, even with the Rams' win last night, it still seems to me the Saints are the team to beat, head and shoulders above everybody else in the NFC. Although, obviously, the Rams are pretty good. But the Bears, you know, if, they, if, they, if their defense plays the way they do and have been playing and, and getting all those turnovers, you know, I mean, that's a, that's a tough out. Obviously, if they have to go to uh, New Orleans, you know, that's, uh, that's difficult. Uh, definitely difficult. But, um, you know, there was three turnovers last night. And the thing about it is, or not last night, Sunday night, the Bears had three turnovers too. It's always, you know, what you do with those turnovers along with where they happen, what time of the game they happen. Uh, you know, I mean, that pick six to to Eddie Jackson I mean you're down 14-6 you're you know you got the ball you can go down it's early fourth quarter there's a ton of time you can go down and score tie the game up it's a different game you got momentum and uh, you know it's a different game and he throws the pick six right to Eddie Jackson next thing you know you're down you know you're down 22 to six uh instead of possibly you know 10 to nine or you know, 14, 12, two point conversion, tie it up. It's just such a different dynamic. Uh, so that the timing of turnovers is, it means a lot. You can be equal three, three, but the timing of them was really bad. Dalvin cook, ah, Dalvin cook, you know, I mean, again, you got to give the guy a chance, uh, you know, but giving him nine carries, you know, you don't get into a flow with nine carries. He's not Barry Sanders. He's not, you know, and that fumble, uh, you know, in, in Bears territory, I want to say it was on the 14 or something like that. You know, again, the timing of turnovers, 
where they happen on the field is paramount. Um, and the Bears turnovers just weren't as heart-wrenching as the Vikings were. So this is, a, you know, this Sunday, obviously I'll talk about it, um, you know, at length on Sunday morning show. Uh, but the Vikings are at home against the Packers this week. This is a massive, massive game. Brother, I love you. And, uh, you know, this is a huge bounce back game and opportunity for Kirk Cousins. You know, he has to be able to step up and, and prove that last Sunday night wasn't a sign of things to come. You know, we paid him $84 million, which it is what it is. That's just the way football is right now in contracts, so on and so forth. It, it is what it is. But we paid him that much money to win games on Sunday night. And for this game on Sunday night against the Packers in Minneapolis, they should win this game. But again, I hearken back to Buffalo and, and games like that, I, I question whether Zimmer, as good a coach as he is, and has, how much I like him, is he to get these guys mentally prepared to play in a primetime game, which they are 0-3 on for the season? It remains to be seen. It's going to be a very tough game. It's Aaron Rodgers, and we're going to see what happens. So, anyway, that was a fast half hour. I uh, hope you guys have an awesome night, and I will – 10 seconds. There we are. Ah! All right. I love you guys. Thanks. And I will see you guys Sunday morning. Try fast. Take chances. I am out. Bye. 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 <laughs>